Hey, this is Gengar Greasy, and you're listening to the Poke Tower Podcast. Hey, what's up, everybody, and welcome back to episode 39 of the Poke Tower Podcast. I hope you guys are having a great day. How you guys doing? You guys waking up? You guys starting your day out? You guys working? You guys getting done with a workout? What do you guys do? What do you guys do when you listen to the Poke Tower podcast? If you're in the Discord, let us know what you do while you listen to the podcast. On your way to work, nice little sip of <laughs> your favorite beverage. Also, got to grab your favorite pack. I'm tired. So that it's... way you can sip and rip. When this releases, that's what we do. I'll be awake. Yeah. This releases at 4 a.m. I'm wide awake. So, anyways, guys, thank you so much for all the continued support. And love, we have built a massive community, a great, strong, stable community on Discord, and I couldn't be any prouder or happier to be a part of it. So keep doing your thing, guys. Uh, Danny, you got anything for him? Uh, no, it's episode 39. Yeah. Big uh, big 40 next week. Big 40. Um, we may even crack 8K listens. That's probably the only statistic that I follow. Um, yeah, we might crack 8,000 there. And uh, what else? What else? What else? Oh. We got our MLC uh, hot seat um, contestants in for last week. So remember, we let we let you guys do an open notes test. Uh, we got some <laughs> submissions there, and we also have a question that we're going to cover today as well. So some sort of Detective Pikachu deal, something we haven't done in a while, and uh, we got some stuff in the top five, some new new things to be talking about. And I think that's it. Still, still the favorite segments, but. Maybe some new ones. Maybe mm. some new ones coming next week. Who knows? Who knows? You guys got to continue staying tuned. But thank you so much for finding your way back to episode 39. And if you are finding us just now, keep tuning in because it's only going to go up and get better from here on out. There you guys go. All right. Uh, highest sale of the week. This one might be surprising. Here we go. Someone's getting lucky today. So, um, this was interesting. So we're, we're looking at the highest sale of the week and we see a bunch of listings that aren't PWCC. Yeah. This is some private seller. Um, they were all, he had, he had a ton of, whoever this was made a lot of money this week, not just on one card. We're talking multiple cards. Um, it was just some dude who was taking pictures of his PSA tens, like on regular carpet and there was literally like 10 listings of his that were all at the top of this week's sales. Um, yeah. So someone made out, someone did good, but uh, this person had the highest sale of the week, which is actually pretty low. So note that first. N- note that it was one of the lower sales. And you guys hear this, you're like, wow, that was the highest one we had this week. Um, Surprisingly, you know what I mean? With the whole yeah. fight and the, you know, Logan Paul coming out with the Charizard on his neck, you would think there'd be some big money sales out there, but. Yeah. Um, so. This one's surprising, but it's it's also very much in line with what I've been telling you guys. Hopefully, you're catching on. So, on June 8th, uh, oh, that's, that's today or yesterday if you're listening, uh, a Pikachu Red Cheeks PSA 10 first edition sold for $15,000. I didn't put the price in here, but it, was, it sold for $15,000. So, PSA 10 Red Cheeks first edition. Um, that's big. That's really big. And then... Yeah. Some, some honorable mentions. This seller had a bunch of first edition uh, cards, just regular ones. You know, Ivysaur, Bulbasaur, yeah. Squirtle, Charmander. 
nothing nothing too it was special. Almost, it was almost like he just received like his PSA submission back or something, yeah. you know? Because they were just like fresh. Well, they're all PSA 10s. Yeah. They were all PSA 10s. I think the cheapest one sold for twenty five hundo. The rest were three thousand, four thousand, five thousand. So yeah, the guy made out. He probably made about thirty thirty something grand this week, um, which is great. And and that's also kind of in line with what we've been saying about the summer and also Pokemon hype kind of slowing down. Um, you know, if if you live on TikTok, you're probably gonna see that the hype is not slowing down. Like you're like, well, everyone's still opening packs. Everyone's still hyping stuff up. That's really not nothing. But if you pay attention to the actual, like, you know, there are people that pretend to be collectors on the internet and don't have anything. You know what I mean? They're taking pictures of other people's cards and flexing stuff that's not even theirs. Um, so what I'm trying to get at is that the hype actually is slowing down. And I think this has two things involving that, right? So the 25th anniversary is not, I want to say it's not as grand as they thought it would be it's not as grand as well it's just pokemon's not really doing anything special yeah it's it's not it's not doing anything to blow my mind um on top of that it's been pretty average with the summertime pretty much any market slows down in the summertime why is that that's because people are buying new homes they're moving they're spending money on vacation like Things that we normally buy throughout the year, you don't do in the summer because most people are off work during this time, right? They take little vacations here and there. That's how normal families operate, guys, right? Kids are out of school, whatever the case may be. Even with COVID involved, this is a more lax time of the year where people are spending money on recreational things and leisure time rather than, you know, goods and services where those are the types of things we buy year round Um, or at least not during the summer. It kind of slows down. Um so I think it's one of two. I think it's one of two things. I think this is more normal. Like I, I think as as Pokemon gets into year twenty six and twenty seven, I think these prices will be more normal. I don't think we're gonna see the two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars every week. I think that's a good thing too. Um, it's also a sign to you guys that hey, keep watching this stuff because eventually you may have your shot at getting some really good collectibles. You got to be patient. You gotta you gotta look at these signs, right? 15,000 is nothing to joke about. Um, I'd be surprised if I had a card that was worth 15K right now, you know, besides my, my War Greymon. But um, something to consider. So just keep an eye out, and I think the time to buy is coming very, very soon. Um, but we'll find out in the fall, because I'm sure Pokemon will hit us with something in the fall. There might be one last gasp uh, for, for some hype, and then I think it's going to die down again. That's just my opinion on it. And, I mean... Hopefully, over the last, what, 19 episodes that we've been doing, Highest Sale of the Week, you guys can see what's going on here. Yeah, yeah. It's easy. Like, play back each Highest Sale of the Week. You're like, hmm, something's going on. Only trophy cards, Charizards, first edition Charizards um, from base set, and very few other cards that are, you know, extremely rare are the only, like, bangers. You know what I mean? A lot of this bullcrap that you're seeing on TikTok is going away, right? You're not seeing the special delivery Pikachus sell for 10K anymore. There's a reason for that. So um, pay attention to these signs, and hopefully that helped you guys out. Um, I have some Shadowless cards, so I'm pretty excited about that. You got anything? No. No? All no. right. Um, let's get into the underrated, overrated segment. And yes, we are catching up to you guys. And yes, there's nothing you can do about it. Here we go. <laughs> All right, let's go. All right, here we go, guys. Underrated, overrated. Two minutes. Devin's in the hot seat today. You guys give us your one-liners. 
trading time, cards. Time to get those red cheeks and and other things. I guess you guys, you guys, you know, we pretty much you just put whatever you want here. We we give you our two cents. Um, so here we go, Devin. You ready? I'm gonna ask the first question, and then it'll be uh, two minutes on the clock. Let's go. All right, first one. Elton John, go. Uh, barely rated. Racing Hot Wheels down playground slides. Underrated. People need to spend more time outside. Pokemon podcasts that cover drama. Uh, fairly rated. If that's what they want to do, let them do it. Battle that's not what City. We do. Battle City? Yu-Gi-Oh? Yep. Underrated. Capsule Monsters. Uh, I feel like I remember those, but I'm drawing a blank. Denny versus Devin Dueling. <laughs> uh, that is overrated. Denny's Barrel Dragons just broken. Yu-Gi-Oh! Traditional TCG format versus Duel Links. Duel Links. Dungeon Dice Monsters. Uh, un- underrated. The Game Boy game was really fun. Um, and it was a cool little dynamic to the show, I think. Pokemon New Sky Set. New Sky Set? The Evolving Skies. Oh, Evolving Skies. I haven't really looked into it, but I'll look into it when it gets closer to the time. California. Overrated. PSA opening up in June. Uh, we'll have to see what happens. I think... They always said July. Yeah, they say July. They say July 1st. Just to clear that up. But underrated. Target selling cards again. Uh, underrated. They should. That's the only way people can get cards. Kick. Kick. I don't know what that is. That's Pass. Whale Lord. Whale Lord. Underrated. 2v2 Yu Gi Oh! duels. Underrated. 2v2 is really fun. Dungeon Dice Monsters. What? Again. What? Uh, underrated. Really fun game. On Game Boy game. Dungeons and Dragons. Uh. Fairly rated. I think people who like it really like it. I have, I've never played it. Magic the Gathering. Uh, never played it. Pass. Quiet Place 2. Uh, the first one was really good. I'm sure this one's got to be just as good. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Underrated. Legendary birds versus, are, are greater than legendary dogs or vice versa? Uh, do the birds count as Lugia? Then I'm going to take the birds. Okay. The only dog I like is Raikou. Keeping modern... Slash new video game sealed. Keeping modern slash new video game sealed? No, pass on that. Open them up and play them. There you go, guys. And there's two minutes. We took a huge chunk out. Oh, yeah. You guys are done. All <laughs> right, so <laughs> keep, <laughs> keep sending your submissions in every week. You got to join our Discord. It's a lot of fun. Not only are you guys submitting stuff for us to do content on, but you guys are talking to each other. You guys are helping each other. So that's the number one goal of the Discord. And this is just an extra prop, is the underrated overrated. So it's kind of a session where we get to talk to you guys for a little bit. Right. All right. That's it. Keep sending your submissions. It's a losing battle for you anyways. And here we go, guys. Digi-Destin in three, two, one. All right. Digi-Destin, here we go. Um, we got... We had the pre-release info on Great Legends um, last week. Some people are getting this stuff early. Some people are getting, you know, promo cards here and there, you know, pre-release stuff. That's cool. Um, I don't really do that myself. I don't know why. I don't. I just don't. I feel like if I'm going to spend... I feel like we should. Well... I feel like we I feel like we need to, we need to get on in that game. You know what I mean? Like those exclusive promos that come in like... No, you're right. Like... But it always comes down to this... Because we're always like, man, where, where's that card come from? We're like, oh, dude, it was a promo from this or this. We're like, dang it. That's true. But I'll always prioritize a older Digimon promo over the newer card Oh, game. no, yeah. No, so, I agree. I agree with you. Um, I've been just sniping 
Digibattle promos like crazy. Um, so, you know, it's one of those things. If I want to pay 80 bucks for a promo, I'm going to get one that you can't find because I guarantee you I will be able to find a Great Legends promo in a year. Right. You know what I mean? Um, So that's where I go with that. Uh, But we had the pre-release info. Now, uh, today I want to talk to you guys about the set list. Uh, Pretty relaxed. Nothing crazy for, um, you know, in terms of like this segment as a whole. I just wanted to go over the set, tell you guys what I'm thinking um, and what I, you know, what I think about it as a whole. Um, So the release date is on the 11th of June. There's only 115 cards, and I feel like that's... Three days? Is that three days? Yeah, yeah three days. Um, Friday. Friday it comes out. I feel like this is one of the smaller... Like, compared to what we had with 1.0 and 1.5, I feel like these. this is a smaller set. That's just me. Like, looking at this card list, like, I mean, it's just a few oh, scrolls. Oh, wow, it's a whole card list. It's just a few scrolls, and you're at the bottom, you know? Whereas 1.0 1.5 had, like, two or three sets in them each. Mm-hmm. So, this is nothing. 115 cards, it's nothing. So, um, let me see what we're looking at here. Uh, so, we got a lot of the OGs in there. Koromon's in here. Agumon, let's see. Okay, uh, I like that. That's cool. Bukamon. They got that that guy right there. What's that? This one? No. Yeah, him. Him. Agunimon? Yeah. Agunimon? Yeah. He's, He's pretty cool. sweet. Um, I don't really remember him. Maybe for I some, stopped watching For some the odd show. reason, I remember him. I do remember him, but I don't He was re- with, like, the Beetle dude. I don't know. I I think I remember right. him, but it's one of those things like I only remember the character. I don't really remember it from the show or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, I just remember like, the why character. Why do I know about that? Yeah. Um, but I believe that is a yeah. What a promo it, card is it? It's a promo. That's uh, P1. Sick. I believe so. Let me click it. Let's see what it does. Oh no! I'm sorry. It's an uncommon. My bad. Wow, that's awesome. What? The, yeah, that's sick. BT four dash zero one one U uncommon. Okay, so it's just an alternate of the uncommon form. That's what that's, this is right here. Whoa. That's pretty cool. Okay, so that's like something new, right? Yeah. Alternate uncommon? Uh, maybe they had them before. I mean, it looks like they had them before, but I just probably never paid attention. Mm. I'd have to go through my cards. Spinomon looks sick. Holy cow. Yeah, it's pretty sick. Guys, look up Spinomon. <laughs> what in the world? He's like, that is sweet. Okay, so that's kind of cool. Um, Let's see what we got. We, we scroll down. You got Rise Greymon. In a SR. Pretty cool. Um, I don't know much about Rise Greymon. That's probably after my time. And then, let's see. Rise Greymon SR again. So, there's two different Rise Greymon. One's alternate, obviously. Uh, what's this? Aldemon. Super rare. Let's scroll down. Victory Greymon. This one looks pretty sweet. This is just a rare. But it looks awesome. Yeah. That's a sweet card. I wonder if there's yeah, any texture like the, on that. Yeah, I wonder if that's some it's that that's foil right there, you know? So Victory Greymon comes in a rare. Hmm. There's Shine Shine Greymon in a rare. Lots of Greymons in the reds. Uh let's see here. Oh, Lobomon. I I believe someone brought up Lobomon a while back. Again, I don't know much about him. He's in this is an uncommon alternate right here. Mm, yeah, I kinda remember him. Yeah, it's, it's like I just know him, but I don't really yeah. like know him. Pretty cool. Lobomon. We keep coming down here. Kendo Garu Kendo Garurumon. Don't know anything about this one. Huh. That's I need cool to start looking. watching the newer shows, I guess. Uh let's see here. We're going down. What they got that? some cool looking Digimon in here. Like look at this guy. 
Galgamon. Galgamon. Pretty cool. Uh, Mock Galgamon. Oh, okay. I see what's going on here. Okay. That's sweet. Yep. Digimon is so weird. Oh, that's sick. Look at that. So a Zed Garumon. He looks yeah, pretty sweet. That's sick. He's got a giant cannon on his back. Zed Garumon. I don't know anything about him, guys. So we need to talk about that in the cord. Where are these guys coming from? Uh, oh, here's one that uh, the pack told me about. I believe it's Mirage Galgamon. Huh. He asked me if I liked this Digimon. I was like, mm, uh, I'm not sure. He's like, yeah, check him out. I'm pretty sure it was him. Mirage Galgamon. Yep, there he is in a super rare. So you got two super rares there, uh, alternate and a regular. Who's that right there? Go oh, away. Uh, yeah. Which one? Who's that? Which one? That dude right there. This? Right? Yeah. Uh, Regala Kusman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Some rando. Regalukusman? I don't know. I don't know. That's a crazy weird name. Uh, let's see here. Gramons. He's in here. Bushy Agumon. What is that? I don't know. Bushy Agumon. Oh, he's like a little samurai. Oh, yeah. I get it. Okay. Let's keep War going War Gramon. That's dope. Oh, War Gramon, yeah. He looks yellow. yellow. Yeah, he's in the yellow format. That's cool. Let's see here. What's he's this? He's not yellow. He's red. Razilmon, Okay. Oh, here we go. So this is going to be a card I'm going to want to oh, get. Oh, War Greymon. The yellow War Greymon. Look at that. Sweet. It's kind of cool. It has like a little sun logo. Yeah. That's cool. And then this is the this is the regular. Mm. Which one do I like? I like that one. Yeah, I like that, that one. Sweet. The other one's almost kinda, all gold. That one's kind of trash. And we've been seeing this one in the Japanese. Um, in Japanese, you, people have been trying to sell it on eBay. So that's pretty sweet. This is Rise Gray, uh, War Greymon BT448. Really nice card. Really nice. Uh, let's see. We're going to keep going down. Oh, Leomon is back. Oh, no. I believe someone shared him in the Discord, too. We're like, yeah, I can't wait to pull this guy. That's just funny. Um, okay. Oh, look at that. You got Grap Leomon. Got all kinds of Leomons now. Mm, he's leveling up. Who can take him out the quickest? Nidagimon? That's a crazy looking Digimon. Mm. Nidhogmon? That's insane. Yeah, he looks really cool, though, right? Yeah. So that's a alternate super rare, and then oh, got, it's that one. Yeah, he's that is sick. sick. So what's the story on this guy? He a bad guy? He's got to be a bad guy. You look like that. You got to be a bad guy. That's a sweet looking Digimon. Okay, Nidogmon. Uh, let's see. We got oh, Baboon, Baboongamon, Baboongamon, Baboongamon. Yeah, Baboongamon. Okay. Oh, now we're getting into some heat here. Uh, see, this, I was just saying that Blastmon is that the same Blastmon that was in the uh, fusions? Where? That's in the fusion packs. Where? That Blastmon. I don't even see it. Oh, this one. Yeah. No, Blastimon. Blastimon is different than Blastmon. There's an I in the name right there. Blastimon. But uh, that's a super rare as well. I think uh, I like the alternates uh, way better than the. That Digimon is trash. <laughs> he's like a giant ice yeah it's just like a t- look at his waist or though. is he a gem he looks like a Regirock on steroids look at his or waist Regigigas he doesn't do leg day alright so let's see it's like what? Uh, oh they got some oh, sweet dude, I like purples that. in here I like that little ghost ghostmon phantomon it's dope dude dude all, yeah those Bakemon, purples are dope all the purples are sick devimon they got devimon that devimon's tight devimon's back dobermon dobermon's oh. tight 
little houndoom okay, action. So I really like these purples. Yeah. Neo Devimon. Oh, that's sick. Yeah, that's hard. So are they going to make sick cards of these or what? Let's see if the super rares look like. There we oh, go. Oh, no. Those are sick. Don Devimon or that's Dan dope. Devimon. He looks like Venom. What? That's I got to get one of those. Okay. I see what's going on here. And then there's the Dan Devimon again oh, in the alternate. We're right. going to get one of those too. Wow. And then Plutomon. That's sick too. Plutomon's not as great as the other Devimons. That is sweet. That's sweet. Okay, so the purple's knocked it out of the park. Yeah. Um, I, I would. I'll get all those. Oh, here we go. Here's Chaosmon. So this Chaosmon was um, that's funny. Uh, also a promo, I believe it was this one that was a promo version, a pre-release. It had the stamp on it. Kind of cool. Don't know anything about Chaosmon. And then there's Chaosmon Valder Arm. Okay. Nice. We got some Tamers. Marcus. Thomas. Ty is back. Right. OG. That'll be nice. And we got Yoshino and Izzy and uh, Kari. Okay. We got some option cards. I won't go through the option cards. They look pretty sick, though. Options are really nice. Uh, here we go. Let's get into some secrets. These ones I'm interested in. So Ancient Greymon, that's Sick. just gnarly. Savage. Ancient Greymon again. So one's alternate. This is the alternate. That one's more like a... This is just the regular. You know what? That's like a cartoon. You know what I mean? That one's like a cartoon. The alternate's like actual artwork. It's like... Realistic? Realistic. They, they like a drawn. Yeah, you know they, I mean? do, they do They do a different... And this is, very, this is a pretty common theme with a lot of the um, alternate arts. If you look at a lot of the alternate arts, they're almost like paintbrush like watermark style really weird look and then you got these ones these are more anime style yeah ancient so gurumon man. and what's cool is actually if you combine the ancient gurumon with this uh ancient graymon and this lucimon they all fit together so you see the tips of his wings right here okay that's what this is right here mm. and on this side mm. so they all go together it looks insane i saw a picture on instagram wow and then lucimon again or Lucimon. Like who, who is that? He's a little angel guy. Uh, very popular in uh, Series 6 in terms of like rarity. Mm. I don't know much about him though. I, I haven't watched any... I, want, I, I haven't I watched those, past Season 3 of Digimon. I so those I Devimon really cards. Those are sick. <clears throat> but uh, what I want to talk about is how... What do I do when these new sets come out? Because, you know, we always preach to you guys, hey, buy the singles, you know, the ones you want. Um, and the rest is just kind of, you know, do what you need to do. And because it's Digimon stuff, I know it's it's hard to find because what's happening is is one you know a handful of people are buying it all. That's what it is. It's not that you can't find it, um, but there's just a lot of people controlling the market because you know they can max out their credit card and buy out an entire store if they want to. Um, so what I'm gonna do is I'll probably hunt for the cards I really want. And again, it could just be like, hey, let's go let's go get one of each secret rare. You know, yeah, that, that's like six, seven hundred bucks. We're talking probably more, right? If you get the alternate and the regular. Um, but what I like to do is I'll hunt, you know, one of each on these secret rares, and then I'll go buy a box or two um, or four box rule. You know, I don't know how how easy it's going to be to to get four boxes of this, um, but I'll get you know one or two boxes initially, and then I'll try and get another box in a month, and I'll try to get one more box after that. Have a four box rule, then we start ripping. Um, what I've noticed, what I've been doing, even with 1.0 and 1.5, what I do is I'll buy one or two cards that I really, really want, and then I rip two boxes, and then I'm, 
what I get is what I get. So what I would love for it to happen is like, let's say I get um, Ancient Greymon and Lusamon. Those are the two I buy, right? I'm totally happy if I never pull those cards again. Uh, but what I'll do is it, with the two boxes that I open, I would I would like to double up on Ancient Greymon or Lusamon and then maybe pull an Ancient Garumon. Um, but I won't... I won't open boxes to, you know, double, triple up like three times over. It's just whatever I get is what I get, and I'm usually happy with it. So I could end up with two ancient Greymons out of my boxes and be like, well, I bought a third Greymon. It's like, okay, well, that's that's all you get. Um, because for some reason, I, I don't feel the rush on this. You know what I mean? I don't feel the rush on Digimon. Like, I got to get it all before it's all gone. Um, I feel like this stuff's going to be here next year. I feel like it's going to be here, you know, 18 months from now. So I'm, I'm being real selective on what i buy and i'm just enjoying ripping the stuff open and then throwing it in a binder for now um there's really not any like hack to it you know you just do what you want to do for me it's just opening the packs and like literally if i pull any secret or alternate art i'm like stoked doesn't matter you know what i mean because i just appreciate the cards as a whole um so next week maybe i'll have some maybe i'll have some uh digimon great legends and we'll just rip it open have some fun and then uh Whatever extra cash I have, I'll probably end up just buying a secret rare of my choice. Um, and then I'll just, that'll be it. It won't be like, hey, I got a master set this or uh, whatever the case may be. Or I'm going to buy four copies of this and grade them all and sell them. Like, I'm, I'm not going to do that. Um, I haven't been doing that since the first set. I've just been making sure that I have, you know, the four box rule. That's my biggest, my biggest priority is the four box rule and then just buy a couple singles that I like. Um, and it goes in like, um, how do I say this? It goes in order. So if you are starting to get that FOMO, like fear of missing out, like, hey, I think Series 1 is going to be a big deal and it just keeps getting more and more expensive, what you would do is you would prioritize that stuff first before you start buying 1.5 and uh, Great Legends. You know, don't get caught up in the new stuff. The new stuff will be here longer than the old stuff will. That's just how it works. So if you still need to catch up on 1.0 or 1.5, I would actually do that. And I think it's a great time to do it, um, just given the trends. Like, you know, this this Great Legend stuff is going to debut pretty darn high. Give it a few months when more stuff gets out on eBay, and then you'll probably be able to, you know, come back and visit it again. Um, but I look forward to ripping this. It looks really it looks really cool, and there's a lot of Digimon I don't know about. Like, so this is an era that I'm not really too familiar with. And these purple cards are sick. Yeah. the per I would love to make a purple deck, even if I don't know how to play. Just looks really cool. All right, you got anything on this? Nope. Super basic. Those, um, de those Devimon are sick, though. Yeah, that's it. Keep an eye out. Keep an eye out at uh, G's store. Um, I probably won't give you guys the news. It seems like she wants people to just be there, who are her loyal uh, customers. So I may not give you the scoop on what's going on. You may just have to check on release day and maybe the day after, things like that. All right. Uh, that is it for Digi Destined. Um, next week we'll probably start going over some uh, other stuff now that the modern stuff is going to be dropping. And I think that's it. All right. Um, you want to go into the MLC hot seat for the week and the question that we got today, or do you want to go into the heart of the cards? Uh, let's do the um, let's do the uh, what's it called the um. MLC hot seat and then the question. All right, here we go. So we got a, this is kind of like a detective Pikachu. Well, it's, it's a combination of MLC from last week 
And then we kind of got a Detective Pikachu segment going shortly after that. So here we go. My fellow, it's Christopoli here. Uh, just stopping in to see if uh, to answer these questions. Uh, first one, I'm going to say it's Pokemon Sword and Shield. Uh, number two, false. Number three, I think it's Pegasus. It was valued at 300 to 500. Number four, uh, sealed ETBs, uh, Burning Shadows, and Lost Under were two of them. And then five, uh, that promo was from Universal Studios. Uh, awesome, guys. Great segment. Thank you, guys. Keep it up, and we'll tune in to you guys next week. Take care. Bye. Almost. This is Chris Doppler here. I messed it up, man. Hard gold and soul silver slabs were talked about. It's true, not false. Later, guys. Oh, he had to come back. <laughs> What's up, Devin and Denny? Uh, so up, I man? thought I'd try and redeem myself. I know I got a lot of crap, a lot of heat for missing that one uh, hot seat. So hopefully this makes up for it. Maybe won't. But um, I only got a minute, so let's do these quick. The answers for your five questions. Number one, which game was on the gaming live? That's Pokemon Sword and Shield. We did some Dynamax raids. It was super fun. I hope we do it again. Number two, was Heart Gold Soul Silver on the top five? That is true. It was. I think we talked about y'all talked about legend cards. Uh, three, Heart of the Cards question was what was the cheapest starter deck? That's Pegasus was the cheapest at first edition five hundred. Unlimited was three hundred. Number four, name two sealed items from the Devacord. How about all five? Lost Thunder, Celestial Storm. Team up, Burning Shadows, Ultimate Ultra Prism. Ooh. And last question, where did Goldramon Digimon promo card come from? It came from Universal Studios Hollywood in the year 2000. Boom, I did it. Uh, peace out. Talk to y'all later. Man. All right. Hey, talk to you later, <laughs> Chase. So excellent job from both. Uh, so from both excellent. Chris. Excellent job. And uh, Chase. So Chris, you go four or five. You can't. <laughs> we couldn't let you just come back and change your answer. It's in ink. So, uh, you already turned your assignment in. You, you, get, tape. Four, you get four or five. You got it on tape. Chase goes five for five. He is our only, he's our second, our only our second MLC champion. So, Chase goes five for five. Uh, Chris goes four for five. I will send Chris one um, Fist of Gadgets booster. Maybe you'll pull an Archfiend. And I will send Chase two booster packs for going five for five. For doing an excellent, yes. excellent job coming back strong after taking a hard like, L. I kind of like. You guys got to let us know. Do we like the live hot seat or do we like the QA submissions? Um, because you know there are people that listen to us throughout the week. Not everyone gets to listen to us. Um, you know, basically on the day of a release. Maybe they listen later on in the week. Maybe they listen on you know right before you know. Maybe some they're people, a week some behind. People catch up. Yeah. Yeah. Some maybe they're week behind. Catch up. So let us know. Um, if we should continue to do it live or should we just do it like this? Because it's kind of cool when we can get multiple people in. Yeah, I'm liking this. I'm liking this open book. I like it. Yeah. But uh, again, it's up to you guys because we're putting it on for you. So this is the first time we did it. So we're going to have two winners this weekend or this week. Uh, we may not do that again. It really depends on what products we have to give Feeling away. Feeling generous. Yeah. So we asked you guys and you guys delivered. So, of course, both people will get packs. Um, and that's it for the MLC stuff. We will do another segment here tonight um, or this morning whenever you're listening. Um, there'll be a fresh five questions for you guys to answer. Uh, but now we're going to do a little bit of Detective Pikachu. Unfortunately, we lost our uh, our sample. Of I our, like this. This one's a good one. Of our Pikachu. This one's a really good one. So we'll go ahead and play the clip and then we'll go. We'll get into it. Here we go. Hey, guys. It's Jake, a.k.a. Paperclip from the Discord. And I have a question for you about Pokemon cards. 
I'm wondering if there's anything to this, anything towards like generational value. And what I mean by that is uh, a lot of the kids that first had Pokemon growing up, they liked the base set, but they didn't have the money to get it. And so when they became adults, they spent a lot of money on base set and it became valuable. Uh, and I'm wondering if there's anything to it as the generations go on, like so maybe the next generation really like the, the Neo sets um, and so forth and so on. Is there some sort of trend that we can kind of see to know which cards are going to be valuable next based on the kids that are turning into adults and having money to spend? Hopefully that makes sense. Uh, let me know. Thanks. Hey, thank you, Jake, for sending in the question. Yeah, it's a great question. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. great, great question. Um, it makes total sense. Uh, I'll probably touch on this first. I think in terms of collecting, you know, we always talk about like this hype, this hype, this hype that happens. But let's if we're going to be realistic about it, I'm sure there's been surges of collectors or people in, that come into the hobby, in and out of the hobby, you know, over the years that collecting has been, you know, established as a hobby you know, as a whole, right? Well, obviously we've had a massive boom this year and we have social media that can, that reach out and touch everybody, you know, in the matter of seconds. So the way that we used to communicate things and hype things up before, you know, in the past, it wasn't as efficient as it is now, but with every single little bit of hype or every single little bit of, um, momentum that the hobby, uh, gains, yes, some people fall out, but some people actually stay. You know what I mean? They stay either for the money or they stay because they start to love it. They, they, they find a passion. They find some type of like, you know, uh, joy in doing it. So they keep doing it. And with that, you, we gain new collectors. You know, we gain new collectors every single time those massive booms happen. And with new collectors comes new little niche things for people to collect. You know, they start out collecting, yes, you know, what they think is valuable or they start out collecting what they like. And then they start to bloom into like, okay, well now I really like this. And they start building their own little personal collection. And eventually that gets out to the world. You know what I mean? And they put it up on eBay. They put it for sale. And that's how we find these different cards at different values and different populations because there's different collectors that have joined at different times and different eras that have, you know, established their own collections throughout their hobby. Um, and the other side of this thing is, is I think, uh, is the video games. I think, you know, obviously Pokemon started as a video game. And, uh, back, back in the day, everybody loved the old video games. The kids love old video games. And, you know, the Game Boy was like the most advanced thing back in the day. Now we have, you know, new strides of technology every single day pushing, you know what I mean? So I think, I think right now Pokemon's doing a great thing with their games. I think they're adding a lot of new mechanics and, uh, things to pull in kids to interest them. And I think that's really what kind of brings in new people to the hobby because you know if they don't if they don't ever if they don't like cards you know if they don't like cards they've never seen cards their their family never collected cards the only way they'd ever get into pokemon and establish some type of favorite pokemon or some type of you know um like love for it was if they play the game so the games have to be interesting for the generations to come in order to you know build some type of interest or like you know new collector in the hobby but that's just my take on it i think um Denny might have something different, but I'll let him take it. Um, so I think at its like, I think at, at the baseline level, this is, this is true. As time goes on, a specific generation will finally reach that age where they have enough money to buy stuff they didn't have as a kid. And that goes for base set kids. It goes for Neo kids. It goes for Ruby Sapphire 
goes for uh, diamond pearl, black, white, and so on. Um, I do think that does play a part, but I think what also is more important is timing. Um, timing because, you know, Ruby Sapphire, I believe, if I'm if I'm correct, I believe Ruby Sapphire, it's either going to be, yeah, I think it's Ruby Sapphire. That's next? There. Yeah, well, you could say Neo. You could say Neo, but Neo was, you know, produced shortly after um, Base Set. And Johto, right? Johto was really, like, slept on. You know well, what I mean? Yeah, but this is this is also what's different about it, too, is that Neo, um, from what we can see in pop reports and things like that, far less printed than Base Set. So it's already more valuable in most aspects of, of collecting because it's harder to find. Um even though those kids may not be the same age. Like, I mean, Johto kids are like you. You know what I mean? They're yeah. like Devin's age. So yeah. they're already here buying stuff. Um, I think that's... And that's where timing comes into play. I think I think the jump between base set fossil rocket to Neo is too soon, right? There's only like a year or two time period where those things went over. And I remember... They're basically the same people. Right. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's the same people. So the reason I think those are doing so well is because timing it hit all this stuff hit right around the 25th anniversary so not only not only are we all you know 25 to 30 years old buying this stuff up now because we have money but it also happened on an anniversary which brought everyone back in um so it's timing so with like you think about ruby sapphire if i'm not mistaken that that generation is probably what three or four years behind us yeah so yeah. what's going to happen? Their anniversary time or their, I guess you could say maturity, um, right? Think of it. Think of it in terms of like the bank, like when something matures, right? Your investments mature, uh, things like that. They that's when you want to cash out, right? So Ruby Sapphire is going to land in probably that twenty eight, twenty nine year uh, timeline. Yeah, so, and, then, and then it'll be the thirtieth. Like right around the corner. Yeah, here's the thing, though, is that it doesn't land in the 30th. Right. All of this stuff happened in anticipation of the 25th anniversary. With the 30th anniversary, you're, you're going to have the, the EX Ruby Sapphire era kind of like live and die within year 28 and 29. So it's not in a hype year. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not in a hype year. So it could be significant for the kids that turn that age. But like, you know, anyone who's just in it for like... um not saying you, Jake, but like anyone who's trying to make a quick buck, they'll miss it simply because of timing, right? Because they're only paying attention to, oh, it's an anniversary. It's a great time to probably invest. They're they're not seeing that, you know, year, I think the most important years are going to be year 26 to year 29, not year 30. Everyone tries to buy during the anniversary. You should have been buying way before this stuff. You know what I mean? If you're trying to, in terms of value. Um, and that could happen. It's It's all with timing. So COVID hit. Right when Base Set and Neo just were already on the rise. And then you had an anniversary. So, like, everything happened perfectly for those. And I don't think that... Yeah, it was the perfect equation. Those things, All those things aren't going to happen for every set. So, what I'm saying is EX Ruby Sapphire could be big, but it may not be as big. And people... There may be some people that are waiting for for something that will never happen. Um, and that's it, dangerous. That's it why could, we buy it. It could like. be a lot bigger too, though, because there's not a whole bunch of it. Yeah, but that's the difference, though. Like if you know you what I mean. When at, Pokemon first started out, they kind of started out like strong because they're a new company. You know what I mean? Doing it, and then like 
but when they came out with Ruby and Sapphire, they were like falling off. Yeah, but that's the difference though, is that so that this is really hard to explain because if you think about populations and stuff like that, um that stuff's already expensive. It's already rivaling some of our most expensive cards. Um, and you would think, well, this card's older. It should be more valuable. But it's like, yeah, but this was shorter printed. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, but that, but that's what I'm saying. Do you think like those prices, those higher prices of those will no, I, I think drive away like the, the kids when they finally get money and they're like, wow, I can't afford that much. Timing um, has a lot to do with timing. I think it has to do with the state of the economy. Definitely. Like, yeah. I mean, to be honest with you guys, a lot of these Gen Z kids don't look like they're going to be ballers. And that's not me being a jerk. But, like, if you don't have money, this is a very expensive hobby. Um, you know? Like, think about it. A lot of Gen Z frown upon being rich. Like, they think that's bad. They think it's bad if you have money. They're a bad guy if you have money. You should be giving it out to the world. Like, And that's just a very raw generalization. But what I'm saying is, you know, the generations value money differently. So it's kind of... It's kind of hard to tell because... So let me, let me ask you this question. How do you think Pokemon continues to build interest in newer generations to sustain the collecting hobby like of Pokemon, the collectability of Pokemon? I think, it, I think it's just going to have its ebbs and flows. I think, um, I think like Ruby Sapphire, Diamond Pearl could, be, could have a spike, but it will never be as great as Base Set or Neo. And then... Maybe maybe when black and white drops, you know, for those kids, because what those kids are about, you know, five, six years from being, you know, our yeah, age. Yeah, like 20. Right. Yeah. So maybe even a little bit longer. Maybe that's the one that pops off. And it's and it's not so much because it was the set or something it's like whatever that. It's generation just, valued it's the it. generation with the most money at a certain point in time. Like all those things are more important than um, than them just turning a certain age and be like, oh, I want to go buy these cards again. It's it's really it's yeah. really hard no, to explain. I see, no, I see. I see what you're you know saying. What I, mean? I can see what you're, I, um, I see what you're saying because now. the U.S. could be broken four years. Yeah, and no one's buying Pokemon cards. Yep. But yep. it's yep. like, well, but Ruby Sapphire just dropped. It's like, yeah, but it's the worst time to buy right now because yeah. everyone is broke. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, like so Ruby it, Sapphire. It's, just, it's Ruby a timing Sapphire, thing. Yeah, Ruby Sapphire generation. Wrong the people place, that are wrong like time. two, three years behind us. Yeah, they could be filthy rich and they could love you know collecting and they could buy Ruby Sapphire. Mm -hmm. People, black and white generation. They could, you know, the country could be in a terrible place financially. You know what you I mean? Know, and the economy could be in a terrible place. Right. And th that generation could just be like, hey, yeah, we do like these cards, but we can't afford them. You yeah, know what I mean? And, and so that generation would miss out. It reminds me, it reminds me, since we're talking to Jake, it reminds me of Digimon. Like, Digibattle had some bangers, but it was just in the wrong place at the wrong time with the wrong management. You know what I mean? So it's like, no matter how awesome it was, it was just in a bad position. Um, and that's, you know, that's just the franchise mismanaging it. And, and Pokemon's done that too. Yeah. Like Pokemon I mean? could put out some banger sets, you know what I mean? But if there's not people interested in it, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Or if there's the right generation that yeah, doesn't, doesn't value wrong it. place, wrong time. Yeah. You know, there look at evolutions. Evolutions is not that great. We, we all bought it cause it was nostalgic. It was fun. But now that we look at it, we look at the, look at the statistics and the analytics the only reason that thing exploded was because of timing. You know, that's a great, you know, that's a great comparison too. Cause if you think about it, nobody, 
Had that had that dropped ten years earlier, it wouldn't have been nothing. Dude, evolutions. Nobody cared about evolutions. Nobody cared about evolutions until they started making the the comparisons between the Charizards and you know the base set Charizard and blah blah blah. Right. Well, nobody nobody cared about it. You could see you could find evolutions everywhere. It was almost in every single collectible box. You know, there's always find an evolutions and every single you know tin. Had but, evolutions pack and and everyone any anyone Every, with a, anyone with a brain knows. But at the time, everyone we're not buying this stuff. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's overpopulated right now. It's it's oversaturated. Everyone and their mom is holding sealed product. Right. You know what I mean? But timing. But I'm saying me and it you. Was, it was a turd. Me and you that liked got it. Dropped in the right place at the right time. Me and you liked it because we grew up with those. You know what I mean? Yeah. Everybody else didn't like it, and it was thrown into every set. You know what I mean? And not yeah. until. And not until people made that comparison is when like the recent and new mm-hmm. generation was like, oh, evolution, right, place, you know right I mean? time. Yeah, so it was right place, right time, right price It is extremely cheap. Yeah. People, people like the idea of, man, I liked evolutions when it was cheap, but people like the idea of a cheap prospect. Hey, this card's two bucks right now, but it's going to be 2000. They like the idea of being right. Most people like to be right more than they like being rich. What I mean is, some schmuck on the internet would rather say, hey, this card is $2 raw right now, but it's going to be $2,000. He, he would rather say, oh, I told you I was right, than, than just do what we do and buy rare stuff that increases in value no matter what. Right. People like, the same thing in sports. People like to gamble. That's the attractive thing about it. So everyone has their own rookies that they pick. Yeah. Oh, I think this guy's going to be a big deal. I think this guy's going to be a big deal. They don't even care about making bank. They just want to tell everyone that they were right. Because it's like, oh, yeah, you thought you thought John, John Morant was going to be a big deal? How many cards you got? They're like, oh, I didn't buy any. I was just letting you know. I think it's going to be a big deal. That's what you see in Pokemon. Everyone just wants to be right. So I don't really care. And Evolution is a great example. Just right, pray, right place, right time. You see it. We talk about basketball, guys. Yeah. When we talk about basketball on the court, certain players are not that great but because of the era they played in, they were in the right place at the right time, the right environment for them to succeed or or look bigger than they actually are. You know what I mean? They Oh, he was a great player. It's like, yeah, yeah, maybe. But in the 80s, he would have sucked. Right place, right time. And that, that happens with pretty much anything you look at, right? Look at the real estate market. You could buy a house, right? I bought my house for 134000 in 2012. It is now approaching $400,000 in value. Right place, right time, right? I didn't buy a banger of a house. I just bought what I could afford and what I liked. Um, and this happens in everything, guys. It happens everywhere. Um, so I do think I do think generations aging and reaching like a, 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 a maturation point does play a part in what's going to be next. And that's good information to follow. That's why you see me buying so much black and white. Because I actually believe in black and white. Um, yeah, the, the game was good. The game was good. The Pokemon in it are cool. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it has it has a lot of good things to add to the the prospect of it being a very and know, it wasn't it wasn't like it was good short printing set. So the, like Ruby Sapphire, Ruby and the Sapphire, cards in it were great. Pokemon did a great thing with a lot of the cards. Ruby Sapphire and like anything like 2004 to like 2010 was was fairly short printed because Pokemon wasn't that popular, right? And then it started picking up. In 2010 to 2012, black and white era, it started. It had another like gasp of air, like oh, we're going back in, new full arts, things like that. All the stuff that we see today, black and white was the first to introduce it. Yeah. So yeah. And it's not like it's short printed, like so with Digimon, 
it's super expensive because there's just none out there. But that doesn't mean it's actually like, you know what I mean? Like there, there doesn't even have to be a chase card in this, in this booster pack that I have. It's the fact that there's only 200 of these booster packs in existence. That's what makes it extremely rare. It's not so much the hits within it. So that's why like with Ruby Sapphire, to be honest, there are some cards I really like out of it. And, but for the most part, I'm like, I'm not really in awe of the sets, but why is it so expensive? Well, cause there's not a lot of it out there. So it's also, it's also, it's following the generations and where they are in age it's also understanding what's within a certain set, identifying where the bangers are. That's how you follow the value. Um, and then, you know, I think it's also identifying what it was short printed versus what's actually rare. So those are like, it, there's so many different factors and that's, there's a lot to dig into. But if you, uh, but if you want to save yourself that, that headache of, you know, having to, to research those types of things. You can just go through the eras of these of these sets and look at the cards that you like, mm-hmm. and you can't go wrong because I'm sure if you like the card, there's somebody else in that era that liked that card too. Yeah, and also, um, you know, we I like to stay ahead of the game. Um, I'm I'm not I'm not big on uh, Ruby Sapphire. I'm not big on Neo because I think it's it's overpriced right now. Even Diamond and Pearl, Diamond and Pearl is way overpriced. Um, and also, these, those weren't like the biggest of my childhood. So it's kind of easy for me to just, you know, pass on those and start with, you know, I like black and white a lot because that's when I started playing competitively uh, on the video game. Yeah, so, not so much for me. Neo, I really want Neo. Oh, no. It's just there so are some Neo cards man. I really want. It's just so expensive. There are some Neo cards I really want. But um, yeah, it's expensive. And I like you, to have a pack too, just like a pack of Neo. Yeah. It'd be cool. Yeah, but. um. Now, I'll tell you this. I would be extremely surprised if Jake, like, let's say Jake's right and Neo is next on the way. It's it's kind of scary to imagine the prices when they're already expensive. Yeah. Imagine, like if, Neo, imagine like, if Neo actually did explode. They're like rivaling, rival, rivaling, rivaling, yeah, rivaling like base set prices. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's no, what I'm they're saying. up there. So it's like how much more up there can they get? Yeah. And it. I would be surprised if they did a Neo reprint of some sort, uh, which I don't think they can because it's Wizards of the Coast owns that artwork. Yeah, um, that's, what, that's what I was saying. I that's don't... the biggest fork in the road. But I don't know. They did it with Evolution somehow. Oh, no, they had to change the cards, actually. They changed the cards, like, indefinitely. Um, but anyways, yeah, I think if Neo did blow up, because that, that is next in line, if Neo blew up or Ruby Sapphire blew up beyond what they are already... That would be insane because those prices are already rivaling some of the. We would be we'd be in a great place if that happened. You know what I mean? Like like the Pokemon hobby in collecting in general would be in a great place if Neo reached massive heights. You know what I mean? Like more than they are now. I'm I'm sure they will. I'm not saying they're not. Well, it depends. I think it depends. If the value leaves base set, then it, we're just transferring wealth. But if the value stays at base set and Neo goes up, then yeah, Pokemon's stock as a whole means it like doubled oh yeah, be, yeah no that yeah that's what i was saying i was you know the charizards you are going about, down yeah. the charizards are going down to 300 bucks oh i don't think that's you know for happen. a psa eight or nine and but all that is going to into a lugia now now lugia has absorbed all the yeah charizards. that just means that it's just moving it just moved yeah um people are just basically selling Which off means that, now like, you have to do your research and you have to stay ahead and yeah. all that stuff and that doesn't make it fun but lots of stuff to talk about. i don't know if there's a right answer there but um that's kind of my <laughs> opinion on it yeah there's a whole bunch um I hope, I hope we I hope we gave you some insight. I hope you know that was, you know, something that you could use some some there's brain so food many variables. for you. It's ridiculous. Yeah, there's so many things that you could tie into this whole thing. 
different different tangents, different you know rabbit holes you can go down. Yeah, I mean all kinds of variables. Crap, I'm, there's so much stuff. I mean, I don't even know how to explain it. That's why we say just keep it lax, keep it stress free, and collect what you like because there's no way that you're the only person that likes it. There's no there's no way. Yeah. No, absolutely no way. Well, you don't got to tell Jake. He's been collecting longer than all of us. It seems like. Oh, I'm speaking. I'm speaking to everybody because everybody's <laughs> listening to us right now. All I know right. Jake. Jake at school me. Um, okay, that was a good question, Jake. Appreciate it. That was that was super long winded, but hopefully it's thorough enough for you guys kind of understand where we're coming from on this. And you know, broaden out, broaden your scope. Try to apply these things to other things that occur in real life, and you start to see how similar it is. Um, it's not just Pokemon cards, you know, like some people like to compare stocks. I don't like to compare stocks. Try to compare it to other tangible things, other tangible assets. And you see like, I think the only thing Pokemon wise is like a stock is Charizard, like Charizard himself, base set Charizard, like yeah. Shadowless base set first edition Charizard. Right, right, right. He is the only thing that you can even compare to a stock. The rest of every Pokemon card, you cannot. Right. Like, well, you see it on TikTok. Everyone's yeah. an investor. Everyone's a freaking stock investor on TikTok. I don't listen to those guys. You know what I mean? There are fundamentals that you can follow pretty much anything in life, right? Yeah. And uh, if you do that, you're probably going to be a pretty wealthy person overall. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. There we go. That was a great question. Uh, we need to move on to the heart of the cards. Let's go. Here we go. All right, guys. It is heart of the cards, the UEO segment of the Poke Tire podcast. This week, we're going to be talking about... Um, some cheaper stuff, some cheaper alternatives. We're talking about some modern stuff. We've been talking about a lot of vintage, some OCG. Um, we talked about ghost rares. We talked about uh, tins. We talked about um, starter decks. All that stuff, very expensive. Let's get into some lighter stuff, some modern stuff. Uh, Ancient Guardians is one of the newer sets that I actually like. It was a, it was released May seventh. 2021 so very very new ancient oranges ancient oranges yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's what i was saying the whole time i was writing these uh notes up just kept saying ancient oranges uh contains 60 cards uh this this set contains 60 cards um 15 of those cards can come in a collector's rare um variation so that doesn't mean out of the 60 is sick that doesn't mean out of the 60 15 of them are collector's rare, and there's another, like, 45, and that's the rest of the fill-ins. No. Just 15 of the 60 can be um, in a collector's rare. Right. So they also come in They also come in ultra, super, super, or rare. Yeah. So there is 10 ultras, 15 super, and 35 rare. Uh, this set is very uh, reminiscent of Toon Chaos. I don't know if any of you guys open up Toon Chaos, but um, I think that's where they debut the collector's rare. Um, but there's, like, two or three sick collector's rare in this set. Oh, dude, there's a few. There's a lot. There's a lot of sick ones. I know there's two that I'm looking at. Yeah. I think I think there's probably like three that I actually like. And I'd probably say there's a handful that if you guys look up these collector's rares, you would like them. For sure. There's a dinosaur in there. Yeah. The dinosaur one's sick. Um, there's and, a skull one, too. And there's like, a yeah, skull one sick. Sort of skull and there's like, a, there's like a robot-looking one. Yeah. That's pretty cool. cool. Really cool set, guys. Um, but you can find a booster box for 60 bucks, so it's very cheap. Uh, a case if you're that kind of person and you want 12 booster boxes which i don't frown upon because hey if you're gonna go for these collector's rare and that's what you want i'm one of those guys that's thirsty for collector's rare I'll, i'd buy a case if i had the money i'd buy a case i'm just that crazy um you're not really gonna get much of a discount though it's 720 bucks so 12 times 60 720 basically the same thing if you're just to buy you know however many booster boxes now what i really like about this set 
are obviously the collector's rare. Um, when I pulled my first one, that was it for me. I was like, these are it. I love it. And then it took me down a rabbit hole where I found ultimate rare cards, and I found all other kinds of uh, textured and embossed um, Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Uh, what, I, what I also like about it is that it's a cheap set, so when you're ripping it open, you don't feel bad. So it's a fun set to open. It's very small, so if you don't know Yu-Gi-Oh, it's a fun set to just open up because you're going to see the same card a lot. Um, so you'll be able to familiarize yourself with the set very quick. Um, so not only is the set fun, it's cheap, small set, easy to learn. Um, you can find collector's rares in there that range from 50 to to 170 bucks. We don't normally talk about values here, but when I talk about fun to open and cheap, when you spend 60 bucks on a booster box and you know having that possible chance of there being a collector's rare, that's not what we're hoping for because that's just wishful thinking, you know. I really hope that there's a collector's rare in here. No. You open it up because it's fun, you want to open something, you want 24 packs just to feel guilt-free because it's 60 bucks, you know what I mean? It's not crushing the bank, I hope. Um, but again, if you want to just go out there and snipe some of these collectors, obviously they're not that expensive, 50 to 170 but if you're just pulling them to make a, a quick buck, um, they sell pretty quick because these people, people use them to make their decks look awesome, and uh, they'll pay the money right away. It seems like Yu-Gi-Oh players are very quick with... Uh, the rare cards you know what i mean like collector's rare prismatic like if it's raw they, they buy it mm -hmm. immediately and i've had um some play sets of like cards that were 70 bucks for play set i've had cards that were 70 bucks for one card you know 80 bucks for this card and, and they sell like almost the day that i post them um so Yu-Gi-Oh players don't mess around they want what they want um it's expensive i mean if you guys if you guys don't know if you're trying to build a competitive deck to play at like card stores some of these decks cost like 800 bucks. Oh yeah, no, they're crushing. That's why <laughs> they have no problem paying $50 for a, for a playset. Yeah, and it's some of these other ultra rares and supers and rares, you're like, you see them and you're like, some oh, whatever. Some playsets are only four bucks. Yeah, you're like, oh, whatever. But I was, I saw a one ultra rare and I was like, oh, it's only, you know, this much. But in a playset, it was like $70. And I was like, whoa. Yep. That's way more than just the one single, and I ended up pulling three of them, so that's a playset. The thing is, dude, Because I guess it's hard to get three, you know what I mean? Yeah, it is. And what, what, you hope, what you're hoping for is that the new expansions in this set are actually meta. Yes. Because if they are, that means people are really going to want the playset. So, so if you're banking on bulk, the idea is that, hey, you want Ancient Guardians to be, like, sick. Like, you want it not sick as in, oh, it's cool cards, this, that. What I'm saying is you want, like, actual playability. Because then the bulk moves like nothing, and it sells really well. What was that one really good um, place that did reviews on like how how it affects the meta? I can't remember. Yeah, um, I don't remember, I don't remember what episode it was, uh, but we talked about a certain like Instagram page or, or Yu-Gi-Oh oh, website yeah, that talks a about Kaiba something. Yeah, it talks about like the relevance of the set of to the, the new set and to the meta, yeah, and so stuff like that. Collectability playability and then like uh, rarity like they kind of add it all up and give it different stars and yeah. review the whole set in terms in terms of, of collectability I'd obviously write that off we all have our own opinion and preference of what we like to collect but if you're if you're looking to bank on bulk like Danny was saying that's a great place to go to see how it affects yeah. the meta of the TCG and the that's, actual game and that's like the added bonus like when we did um, Ghost from the Past right right I was like Dang. that's what it was so go back beside, to that episode besides the ghost rare this set doesn't do anything for the game. Right. So it's like, yeah. you're going to be stuck with crappy bulk. Yes. You know what I mean? 
It's just binder. It's just binder material. Yeah, like at that. That, point. that bulk will literally stay like a, a dollar or two dollars for like six it. cards. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. For like because it, it's, it's not doing anything for the for the good of the game. Yeah, it's like four or five months, and then people will only the price will only go up on those cards because people just want them because they can't find them on the shelves yeah. anymore. Yep, that's all it and is. Not not because hey, this guy is changing the game in the meta. Right, I need him. And yeah, you know, it was the same thing. Um, like Toon Chaos, Toon Chaos is the same way. When I first opened it up, and then I went to go price out my bulk. Um, a lot of the other ultra rares that I was like, there's no way I'm not selling this ultra rare for a dollar. I, why would I do that? That was a scarcity I, I value this, you know what yeah. I mean? And then uh, come fast forward six months, and I'm like, wow, this that was a scarcity. Ultra, yeah, people were looking for him. This ultra rare now is worth, you know, nine bucks. Yep. Awesome. So, again, guys, don't get scared with the prices. Uh, the hits from this set are going to be any of the, the collector's rares. There's some that are cheaper than others, so obviously you're going to want to pull the one that's the most expensive. I think the ones that are most expensive are the dinosaur. Um, there's like a... Half, you know the half magic, half effect monster looking cards. Yeah. Um, that one, I don't know what they're called. I don't know what that that monster type is called. But anyways, uh, there's a female card of that one um, that I'm sure is expensive, and it is expensive. And then there's like a giant robot that's expensive, and there's a skull skullmeister. Skullmeister, yep. Skullmeister, that's a uh, sick expensive. Well, I think those ones all run above like 120 bucks. So if you're, those are the cards you guys are interested in, go check them out. Uh, that does it though for the Yu-Gi-Oh! part of the cards segment. Let's move on to some Devon Core. Alright, here we go. Alright, it's time to level up. Let's level up our collections, guys. Alright, this week we're talking about Call of Legends. Um, this set here is very expensive. Um, it never really escaped my radar. I've always kept my eye on Call of Legends just because it has all of the uh, shiny... Um, legendary pokemon in it and it has that really sick uh i think it's like sl sl1 uh deoxys the shiny deoxys awesome um anyways this set is very very expensive if you go look up packs or any sealed product it's above four or five hundred bucks um but the good thing is is that you can find raw and single cards that when graded go for some pretty good money you can find some nice scale-ups here so let's go over the first one ho-oh number nine uh, from Call of Legends, raw is about twenty to seventy dollars, so not too bad. Obviously, if you're looking for a really, really good condition one, those are the people asking for seventy bucks. Um, use your judgment. Uh, there, it comes in two. It comes in reverse hollow and hollow. Um, you can't go wrong with either one because all these sales that you're going to see here were either um, a hollow or reverse hollow. Uh, this PSA eight, I believe, was a hollow. It sold for a hundred bucks. PSA 8.5, I believe, is um, a hollow as well. Is selling right now for 250, and there's a PSA 10 reverse hollow for 1,250 bucks. So obviously these cards aren't—they um, were just regular cards in the set, like uh, filler cards. They're not—they're not the special ones at the end. Um, so that's why you can still find them for pretty cheap. Um, like I said, you can't go wrong with the reverse hollow or the regular hollow. Obviously, there is quite a bit of money to be made here. If even an 8.5 can get you a 250, and a PSA 8 can get you 100 bucks, those grades right there aren't hard to score. So get out there and snipe the ones uh, that look best to you. The next one up is Deoxys. Deoxys or Deox? I say Deox, but it, I think I it's believe. just Deox. I hate I hate saying Deoxys. Deox. 
Deox number two from Call of Legends, raw, 10 to 25. I like this card a lot um, because there's not a lot of cards of Deox, and it's the same, I believe it's the same artwork as his shiny one that's at the, as a secret rare at the end of the set. Um, but 10 to 25 bucks, PSA 9, 136. Um, with Deox not having a lot of good cards out there, I would say go snag this if you're a fan, or go snag this if you're one of those people that like to have cards that not a lot of people have, because I can... I can bet that there's not a lot of people that have this card. And he comes in a reverse hollow and hollow as well. The next one up is Dialga number three from the same set, raw, 10 to 30 bucks. PSA 8.5. Again, another manageable grade for 136 and a PSA 10 for $800. So obviously, getting a PSA 10 would be the best thing here, but it's just not realistic. It's not going to happen, you know? It doesn't hurt to still send it in. You always want to shoot for the best condition card possible. Um, and when you send it in, if you get a 10, you get a 10. You're going to get that great that great scale up and that awesome value and that price for your card. But don't don't hope. Don't, be, don't let that be your only reason why you buy these cards. You're like, oh, PSA 10, 800 bucks. That's why I'm going to go buy it. No, just buy it because you like Dialga. And if you got a PSA 7 and had to sell it for 50 bucks, you'd be fine. Uh, Rayquaza, number 20. This one is awesome. It's the same art. I think I think they're all the same artwork. Now that I'm thinking about it, because this is the same artwork as the shiny one at the end of the set as well. Uh, mm. Rayquaza number twenty from Call of Legends Raw, twenty to sixty bucks. PSA nine two forty five. So again, guys, this is another really good choice because Rayquaza already has a massive uh, cult following. He's a fan favorite. People love him. He's a dragon. He's got all the all the bells and whistles. Um, and this is one of the cards I think are just going to pop. People love these um, regular hollow Rayquaza cards. And in a PSA 9 for 245 and you can snipe a PSA 9 condition Rayquaza for about 30 40 bucks realistically. And you can grade it when PSA comes back for maybe $20. Bucks. I, don't, I don't really see how you lose there. The next one up is Palkia, number 19 from the same set. This one was kind of special um, because his PSA 8 sold for significantly less than all the other ones. It sold for $81, but I couldn't find very many of these raws at all. And the ones that I did find were in German. And there was one PSA 10 selling for $973. So... Like I said, there's not very many out there. All these cards, um, the ones that have sold have all said low pop. Um, I'm sorry, guys. I didn't do, <laughs> I didn't do my, my part and look up the pop reports on all these cards. Uh, but I, w- I will look them up and I will put it out in the Discord. Let you guys know the pop reports of these guys. I bet you they're low. They're very low, I'm pretty sure. Because all these cards say low. Every time you look at one of these cards, it says pop low. When I say low, I'm talking like under 20, I bet. I wouldn't doubt it. I think you're probably spot on with that number. Kyogre number 12 is the next one up uh, from Call of Legends. Raw 10 to 50. PSA 9, 109. Uh, this card was a little hard to find as well. Um, but you can find it paired up with the Groudon one, which, which we're going to cover next. So Groudon number 6 from Call of Legends. Uh, Raw 15 to 60. PSA 9, 109, and PSA 10, 887. Now, the interesting thing about this is one just sold in May. Gem Mint 10 sold in May for 499 with best offer accepted. 
And now there's now the next PSA 10 is at $887. So let's say this person accepted an offer at 400 bucks. The price has already doubled within a month. You know, so that just shows you, you know, the demand for these mm-hmm. cards. There is a massive demand for these cards. People want them. Well, because, not only that, there's leverage there. Yeah. What are you gonna What are you gonna say to the guy that has the PSA 10 right now? There's absolutely nothing you can say. Yeah, because you can't. He's in. The, he names his price. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing you can do. But, like we've always said, people will always try to to create um, false value. So I'm not trying to create false value here. If you guys like the cards. I'm saying for me, they're, I, I'm very interested in them because, one, they're all legendaries. They're legendaries that I like, and um, population is very low on them, and they're kind of hard to find on eBay. The ones that you do find are either beat up and played really, really bad, and the ones that are in good condition people want you know, 30 40 bucks for. In order to get all of these, you're going to have to spend quite a bit of money. And I'm one of the people that, hey, I want all of them. I can't just have one. So there's quite a bit of scale-ups to be made this week. So if you guys get out there and do Call it. Call of Legends. It's one of those sets that I think, um, that's Heart Gold, Soul Silver, isn't it? Uh, black and white. Is it black and white? Yep. So this is probably one of the, let me, and these are the expensive packs, huh? Was yep. it black and white? Yeah. We were I just think, talking about this. I think they're like $500. Let me see here. For Hold a pack. On. And there's are not you very. sure? Yeah, there's not I, very many product out there. I could have sworn. I'm pretty sure. This is HGSS. I'm pretty sure it's, uh. Oh, gosh, black, that Kyogre's sick. Black and white. Jeez. See, it's right after Heart Gold and Soul Silver. I'm trying to find a freaking. It's booster. right after Heart Gold, Soul Silver. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. It just says Call of Legends. From the HS series. So it is Heart Silver. It is. Gold. It is Heart Gold, Soul Silver. I knew it. Okay. That makes sense. Holy cow. Still some sick cards, though. Yeah, because I noticed they had the EX era, and I was like, that's not black and white. I don't know. You know, and, and the thing was, the thing that interested me was I looked at the set. 8000 bucks. Oh I gosh. looked at the set, and I was like, you know, there's so many banger cards in there. All the filler cards in it are sick. They're like, you know, Evolutions, they're starter Pokemon, they're yeah. legendary Pokemon, they're, you know, sweet Pokemon from Johto, really sick Pokemon from, you know. Mm, from, I gotta uh, look at this one. From a... Uh, this is just I don't I, what is Kanto Kanto is the first yeah Kanto first Jodo, and then they got uh, Sinnoh yeah it's just sick I mean they just did or is it Hoenn 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 yeah even the energy cards the energy cards are sought sought after as well because they have the uh, Pokemon in the background with some type of landscaping so like Ho Ho is going over the uh, the Scorched Tower you got Lugia over another spot he's on the water energy huh there's a lot of supply for call of legends like i mean i did one search and there's just there's a lot of a lot of sealed product out there yeah wow but yeah sealed product is very expensive um you guys know that the devon core here is about you know well hey that's what we were saving, talking about saving some pennies that's what we were talking about so heart gold soul silver is one of those sets that just wasn't printed a lot um so that it this is why this stuff is like you look at these cards, a PSA, you know, a, a raw card goes from $20. And then if you get a PSA 10, you're talking 1200 plus like, um, and who knows if this is a timing thing, right? Because hard gold, soul silver, I mean, that's the name and that would be the Neo era, but it features all kinds of different cards Yeah, up to that point. Yeah. Interesting stuff. 
but that does it for the Devon Court segment. Um, I hope you guys get out there and, and look up some of these cards because, um, like I said, there's some scallops to be made mm. quite a bit. I know we're on a, we're on a halt with uh, PSA not accepting submissions, um, but I think it's a good thing. Maybe go maybe go uh, look at some of these cards and put them on your watch list just so that you can remember that they're there. So that way, when they pop up, hey, reminder, this thing's on your watch list. Our and time's you see coming, it, guys. You're it's like, three Whoa. weeks away. Our time is coming. We're three weeks away from PSA opening back up. Oh, yeah. Our time's coming. All those CGCers. We're coming in hot. They're gone. All right, guys. Uh, let's get in to the top five. We got something new for you. Here we go. Right, top five. Uh, let's see. Last week we hit some new stuff. Um, this week we're gonna have a couple, a couple guys stay here for a while, and then uh, we got something new in the number two slot. Um, but number five, I believe this was number five last week too. Is Ruby Sapphire EX PSA slabs? We just talked about this. Um, populations are low. I think that's due to uh, a lack of interest at the time in Pokemon. Right, everyone's into it now. But back then, wasn't that big of a deal. Um, you talk about uh, lower um, print demand. So just there was less demand in Pokemon, so they made less of it. And I think that makes it very collectible, right? Because that's the stuff we're into. We're into collectibles. We're not into investing. Um, it just so happens that when you collect stuff that's actually rare, the value tends to follow it. So Ruby Sapphire EX uh, PSA Slabs, I believe uh, a couple of you guys already bought some. I know John Landry went hard. I believe he got a uh, Agron, and he also got uh, Ooh. he got a was it Dustox or or was it a different? Hold on a second, I'm getting it mixed up. I don't want to say it wrong. Um, let me go back real quick. He just posted it today. Let me pull that up. Uh, oh, it's Beautifly. Oh, very nice. Beautifly, yeah. Um, but he also got the Agron. So the the PSA eight uh, Hollow. Of Beautyfly was twenty seven dollars. What guys? What are we even talking about right now? Like twenty seven bucks you, for a PSA eight. Yeah, and and that's good job, John Landry. John, you executed it exactly to my point here. Okay, and then here's the Agron PSA eight, right there. There it is, hollow. Very nice. The plan with these is not to go buy the banger cards. What I would do is I would get the stuff that is underpriced. That's why I do so well. It's not so much that I'm buying the banger cards that, like like we talked about earlier, buying prospects. Hey, this is going to be the best card ever. Why is that? It's the first appearance card. It's a hollow. Like, I don't do that. I don't do that. What I do is I say, no, I bought it because it was underpriced. That's how I know I'm going to get my money back. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of hard. Think about my house. It's kind of hard to lose money on my house when I bought it at a record low. It's impossible to lose. Um, as long as I keep my job, you know what I mean? It's impossible to lose. So with these Ruby Sapphire slabs, again, you go to Ruby Sapphire EX PSA. You don't put in a number. Just put in Ruby Sapphire EX PSA on your um, eBay search. You filter it to buy it now. Then you filter it to lowest price plus shipping. And you start buying these slabs that are less than 100 bucks. Hollows are preferred. Reverse hollows are next in line. And then high grades would be, you know, the most the, like if you can find a 10 right for 50 bucks you you get it um and then pokemon selection right find the characters you like um and then try to get the rarity and then try to get it for the best value like those that's the strategy with this 
I have not bought any Ruby Sapphire PSA slabs myself, but there are on my watch list. Um, and that's why it's also number five. It's just kind of something that's sitting in the back of my mind. It's nothing that I've really pulled the trigger on yet. Um, but there, there are some other things coming up uh, that I'll share with you guys that I think you have to get. Uh, number four, Neo Premium File number two. This is the one that we talked about with Pichu, Entei, and Charizard. Yeah, I still got to get one of these. Um, the populations on those hollows are increasing. But I think if you can pull a nine, possibly a ten from, from your binder fresh one that you get, you're going to maintain value. I think a lot of the sevens and eights are going to, are going to die um, because there's just, you're seeing too many of them on eBay. Um, so there's two ways of doing this. You can buy a premium file sealed uh, number two for yourself and then have a, you know, basically you would do a four box rule, right? Buy one, one to rip, uh, one to keep and two to flip. You could do that. Or if you, if you want, if you're like me and you're like, I want to grade these suckers, you rip them all open and you grade them. Right. And then you just part out the stuff you don't like. Um, Again, if you go for the value and you and you get you're getting these for 70, 80 bucks a pop, it's very hard to lose because one slab can pretty much handle one binder. So, but you got to know what you're doing um, when you do this. Uh, we won't hit too much on it. It's number four because I still like this one that we're going to talk about next, which is number three, the Neo Premium File number one. The reason I like that is because the Johto starters, the artwork with those was so unique. Sick. It's the release of that was when we all found out about Johto. Yeah. Like I remember, I remember going on like dial up internet, trying to find out what the new gen Pokemon were going to look like. I still, I still remember the middle of the mall. Yeah. And, <laughs> and nobody even knew what the, some of the new Pokemon were going to be. Like, I, had, I, I had one of these Japanese Neo premium file they ones. Only, they never, like they never released all the Pokemon all at once. Yeah. Like you yeah. would go, you would go in a video game magazine and you'd see a, you'd see a couple of new Pokemon. You're like, Oh, these are sick. Yeah. I wonder what and, he and turns it, into. It would be like, it'd be like the, uh, like the terrible ones, like the Rattata, mm -hmm. whatever the Rattata. Yeah, that. this is the new Rattata. It was centric, right? You yeah, know what I mean, like, oh, that's he's cool. Yeah, and you never knew who was like the legendaries and all that stuff until you know things started getting released more and more. So Simpler it reminds times. me of that time. It reminds me of that time when when we're like, what does Chikorita turn into? Yeah, what is what is what is Totodile turn into? What does Cyndaquil turn into? We know they're the starters, but we don't know what they evolve into yet. And then you get this binder. Because that's the one of the first things that dropped, and we were like, "What the heck?" So, um, man, a lot I remember, of nostalgia tied to that. That's crazy. I remember I had no idea. Yeah. Like, you, do you remember having no idea what they turned into? Like, you're and like, then when you're playing the game and they evolve, yeah. you're like, "Oh, what the heck?" Yeah, I remember. Um, like Mareep. Yeah, Mareep. Nobody knew Mareep turned into Ampharos. I had no clue. I had Mareep on my team. Yeah. And then he turned into that little like uh, Flaffy. Flaffy, and I was like, "Oh, okay, kind of cool." And then he turned into the giraffe, and I was like, "Whoa!" Yeah. It's that type of stuff, guys. Um. Yeah, and uh, everyone knew Ho Oh or Hoot Hoot turned into um, Noctowl. Noctowl because it was in the TV show. But remember, they only had and, and Heracross. That was about it. Like Heracross, uh, no, um, Noctowl. Yeah, they didn't really Pete, show that many. Don yeah. Fan. Like it was, it, we just had a quick preview of what they were, uh, but not a lot. So Neo Premium File uh, number one, you can still find them uh, in the sixty to eighty dollar range. Um, and you'd probably want to buy from the same seller. So if they have multiple copies, again, you could do a four box rule here. Uh, one to keep sealed, one to rip, two to flip. Or you pull a Gengar Greasy, rip them all open, grade them all. Uh, we're only three weeks out from PSA opening up some sort of services back to us. So just uh, play the long game here. Um, but it's number three because I think I think there is going to be a time when those run out. Or they're going to be over 150 bucks a binder. So you do the math. Uh, number two, this is new. 
And I also reminded you guys about this next week. I really like this a lot. Number two, SGC Pokemon Slabs. Or you, you could do Yu-Gi-Oh, but we, this is the Poke Tower top five. So SGC Pokemon Slabs. I started, I, I totally forgot about SGC. Like, well, one is because I've been buying slabs. You guys know I've been buying a lot of sealed product. And then I've been buying um, Digimon, Kingdom Hearts, um, and some, some black and white stuff. Uh, that's been my, my main thing. But uh, you guys know that I like SGC more than I like CGC. The reason for that is because I watched a video uh, probably probably six months ago now uh, where a auction company, maybe it was even Golden Auctions, something like that, they were talking about they don't even recognize CGC as an investable asset. That means like they won't insure it. You know what I mean? They won't even put it in their um, they won't even put it in their auctions because it's like hey. This is a this is not a recognized asset by the banks, but he did mention he said if it's not PSA, BGS, or SGC, you know, then uh, we're not we're not gonna we're not gonna put it on auction. And you guys gotta remember, mm. you guys gotta remember before twenty twenty, SGC was Interesting. a thing. But SGC was a thing. Um, so when I started collecting in two thousand eighteen, wait, it, I think you, I think you said it backwards. What you said? Twenty twenty SGC wasn't a thing. Yeah, it was, this is what I'm. This is what I'm saying. Like, you'll you'll get you'll understand what I'm saying here in a second. So CGC blew up out of nowhere, right? And everyone's like, "This is the next best thing. It's better than PSA." Blah blah blah. Whatever. That only got hot six months ago. But what I'm trying to tell you guys is that SGC was has been the number three since 2018. Like, so it was PSA. Oh, okay. yeah. It was PSA, BGS, and SGC. Those were the top three. Those were the top three. Um, so CGC wasn't even a thing in 2018. It wasn't. You know, maybe for com- for comics it was, but nobody was talking about CGC slabs. They just hopped in on the hype. Um, but I like SGC because their grades seem very f- uh, familiar to PSA. And you can look at the front and back of their cards and you can see like, okay, I could totally see why this got an 8 or a 9 or even a 10. Whereas CGC... You kind of see some questionable stuff. You're like, wait a minute, these are all 9.0s and it got an 8? What's going on here? You know what I mean? Or it got all these 9.5s and you gave it a 9 in the subgrades? What's going on? Uh, Very inconsistent. And I know you guys have seen that and you've shared it with us. So I've always liked SGC as a number 3. I have SGC slabs in my collection. Um, Not a lot, but again, it goes by tier, right? PSA is number 1, so that's what I have the most of. BGS is number two to me, or tied with PSA, which is why I have the second most of those slabs in my safe. And then SGC is number three. So whenever I don't find those two, I default to number three. Um, so that's a little backstory on it. But I think because this new era of collectors is hyping up CGC so hard, the the prices are starting to get out of control, right? That that, that old hack of getting a CGC slab for you know twenty dollars is slowly disappearing. You can still find it for trash cards, but you're not going to find it for the good stuff. And that's where it leads me into SGC. With SGC, I was finding all kinds of gems for super cheap. And these guys, I'm telling you guys, I I watched like 20 items. And in the same day, I got like 20 different offers on cards. Big discounts. So that tells me right there, these guys are willing to negotiate. You could probably go even lower than what they, they offered you. And good cards, by the way. So CG, um, CGC, we're seeing a lot of the same stuff, right? You're seeing a lot of the Chonky Chews. You're seeing a lot of freaking Charizard. You're seeing like 
It's all the same stuff because it's all the same people who collect the same crap. But SGC had some really, really interesting cards. Like the first thing I saw was a Black Star CD promo Venusaur in English. It was SGC eight going for I think I shared it at one sixty. I was like, this is underpriced. I mean, no, I think it was one twenty. I want to say it was one twenty. Hmm. It already sold, um, but I posted it in the in the uh, Devoncore segment. And uh, I looked up PSA 8 prices, and PSA 8 prices were clipping over 200 And it's like an SGC 8 is $80, $90 off. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's good. And why is that good? Because I feel like their grading is similar to PSA. So if you had to crack it, right? Let's say SGC goes out of business, and you had to crack it. You're going to get something very similar with PSA in terms of grading. You're not going to go down. You're not going to go up. I like that. It's consistent. Um, and their slabs are top tier. Oh, I really yeah. like I, their slabs. Guys. I like their slabs a lot. In Pokemon, it looks insane with because because you got the yellow borders with the mm-hmm. black backdrop. Mm-hmm. Looks insane. Looks really clean. And here's a great example of one that looks really good. Look it up. First edition Typhlosion. There's a SGC eight floating around. Uh, it's T seventeen, the one from uh, Neo Genesis, I believe. Okay. Um, eight hundred bucks OBO, which is a little high, because PSA eights are selling for 600 to 850 but believe it or not that guy just sent me like a 30 percent discount today so what would i do i would turn around and see if i couldn't get a get that card for 600 bucks we're talking first edition typhlosions those get up in the thousands yeah right um also with it being summertime and slows uh sales slowing down and pokemon hype slowing down this is a great time to go after these sgc sellers and get their slabs. Um, and it's not specific Pokemon. What, I, what I'm just saying is as soon as I typed in SGC Pokemon, the variety and the... What's it called? Yeah, basically the variety of vintage to modern. There was everything. And no one's buying this stuff. No one's buying it. And it's because this newer era has no idea that SGC even exists. Even I overlooked it. I was like, wait a minute. There's a gold mine here. So take a look at your SGC slabs. You don't have to like the company. You have to like the card in the middle. If you like the card in the middle, that's where you go and you cross-reference prices. What's what's CGC selling for? What's PSA selling for? Okay, there's value to be found here. You know what I mean? Um, and I think uh, I think if S, you know SGC is one or two, it had the record-selling Charizard at three three forty-five or something like that. Really? Yeah. Wow. So that. it's no joke. Um, I believe it. Um, the reason. Oh, I know why I got back on the SGC slub stuff. We saw a uh, Babe Ruth card sell for six million. It was a SGC three. Babe Ruth, nineteen hundreds card sold for six million. Whoa! Uh, so SGC has someone's buying it. Someone with a lot more money than you is buying this stuff, um, and that tells you right there that the company itself is trusted they trust the grade like i'm telling you a multi-millionaire doesn't waste money on a company that you know what i mean they don't do that so someone who makes way bigger buying decisions than any of us combined believes in that company that's why they bought the product so something to think about number two sgc slabs just search sgc pokemon uh go to buy it now filter and then organize by lowest price plus shipping and just start going through or put a filter on what you're willing to spend hey i'm gonna look at hundred dollar cards Put max price at 100 and see what you get. Um, I I see a lot of opportunity there. Only because there's no competition. 
Oh, hold on now. Um, oh, there we go. My computer fell asleep. Um, you know what I mean? There's no competition. CGCers are not looking at SGC slabs. Hardcore BGSers are not looking at SGC slabs. Smart people like us are looking at them because there's opportunity. There's no competition. When there's no competition, that means that you don't have to put in um, competitive offers. You can just pretty much put in what you want and no one's no one's competing with you. Whereas like, you know, when you look at like Digimon, you almost have to pay an arm and a leg to be competitive because someone's willing to pay more than you. Yeah. But I think with, with SGC, it's a great company that no one values because they weren't around long enough. You know what I mean? Yep. If you were if you were collecting in 2018 with me, you know how cool SGC is. If you just started collecting three months ago, you have no idea what SGC SGC is. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's where I'm going with that, guys. Um, I think I think you need to take a good look at it. And that was long winded. Now we're going into number one. It's gonna stay number one, guys. Plasma Blast booster packs. This goes back. We're going we're going full circle with what Jake mentioned. Um, you know, generations and matching that. You know, with what's gonna come next i think black and white is the next like big set i really do um because it's not being overhyped that's what's scary about it it's not being overhyped if it was overhyped that kind of tells me that there's something scammy going on there right someone has a lot of something that they need to get rid of so they tell you it's worth more than what it actually is the fact that nobody's paying attention to plasma blast is really attractive to me because that means if it pops off, there's real value there. Real value. And if it doesn't pop off, there's really cool cards anyways that I don't mind having myself. So it's a win-win. Yep. You can't beat it. You know, for $40, $50 a pack, you have to continue to do this. Um, I'm sure we'll be looking at this soon in six months when these like things are 80 90 bucks a pack. Yeah. I like Plasma Blast being where it's at. It's For sure. You know, and it's 100%. been there for like, what, six weeks now? Yep. It has to. It has to, guys. Because no, I, I think I think buying the uh, black and white packs is a great idea. Because I mean, it's it's similar to the idea that I, that I have going on, you know, behind behind the scenes. You know what I mean? Of just like accumulating, you know, packs of stuff that you want. You know what I mean? And yeah. whether it snaps or it doesn't, guess what? You get to open it because it's yours. And if you open it, the cards in it are dope. Right. You know what I mean? Like. And I, I have I have my own little side project going on for you go for that and I'm excited for that you know what I mean it's like I've been accumulating them and obviously I had the plans of opening mine up yes. but it's almost the same concept of I I was like you know what I'm gonna keep them sealed until I have however many that I decide I want to get yep well same thing black and white you just keep them sealed for however long if it doesn't pop it really there was a big generational disconnect and just the black and white kids just don't want to buy pokemon cards and all the old collectors don't like black and white and all the new collectors passed on black and white they all said nope well guess what you being a collector the black and white sets are just sick in general and if you have 13 of them you have a very good chance of opening up something and having yeah. some extreme I, excitement some extreme nostalgia come back and like hit you in the face of like i like what? stuff I like stuff that slowly increases in value. That's my favorite stuff because that tells me it's there to stay. It's something is sticking. Yeah. Consistent. I do not like stuff that pops overnight. It's just not sustainable. It's not realistic. Anyone with a brain can tell you that. Special delivery Pikachu was $14,000 at one point. Estimated. It's not even half that now. 
It's not even a tenth of that. It's like a 900% down. But everyone and their mom was selling you that idea that it was going to be a big deal. I don't like that. And, but you don't see anyone. I, there's no, besides me, there's probably no one else selling you black and white right now. And that, that should be a sign in itself that this thing's like a silent explosion waiting to happen. It really is. Um, and a lot of this stuff we share with you guys, no one's talking about it. But it's in these, all these things are in the top five because you can see a trend. You, it's really easy. When you look at this stuff week in and week out, you can be like, okay, Plasma Blast was $15 last, last fall. It is now up to 50. That is 3X. And nobody's talking about it. That means it organically grew value. Right? Like yep. di- we talk about Digimon. Digibattle is popping off because there's like 10 people out there that are hyping it up that have all the supply. So it's very easy to manipulate. That's why, you know, our guy Jake always says, hey, be careful what you're doing with these cards. Some of them are valuable. Some of them are not. They're just valuable because one guy owns them all. So it's very important to understand what's organic and what's being artificially pumped. And I think the picks that are in the top five are things that just stand the test of time. I agree. Super basic. I agree. It's basic, guys. It's not... I don't know. It just comes easy. You know, I think this is... And the thing is, it's just because it's number one on the Poketire podcast. Yeah, you prioritize on, it how you want. And, yeah, Poketire top five. If you don't like black and white, you just don't get down with it. It's not It's not your thing. You don't like it at all. Don't buy it. Don't yeah. buy it. Yeah. Like, to totally miss out 100%. And, and don't feel bad about it. Don't feel like you're letting us down. Don't feel like we're coming at you sideways about it. Like, if you yeah. don't like it, don't buy it. Like, we're 100% being like completely transparent. And me, guys, you, know, you have to understand, I have to, I treat this... At like, the end of the day, if you're like, hey, if I have to open up these packs, and you look through the whole entire card set, and you're like, I hate every single one of these cards, don't buy it. But these are, these are, the, these, the top five are, remember, these are things that I'm looking at as a collectible store. This is how you run a collectibles business while being a collector, right? So I'm not a flipper, I'm not an investor, I'm just a collectible store that follows my own interest right and again if you collect stuff that's hard to find you're likely going to win um so that's why that's why i prioritize things because it's like hey i have i prioritize it because i can see how it moves you know what i mean mm-hmm. plasma blast is flying off ebay faster than neo premium files are yep so plasma blast is just it's a limited time thing and sgc who knows some tiktoker could blow up sgc tomorrow and everyone's buying them. And there goes a missed opportunity where you could have been getting these things for, you know, SGC 10s for just a $100 or so. Yeah, now each SGC 10 is a 1000 yeah. Right. right. And there's nothing you can do about it, you know, because these guys are jerks. Yep. So, um, just something to think about. I think we covered a lot today. It's a lot of stuff. Good episode. Yes. Good episode leading up to the big four zero. Oh yeah. So, there you guys go. Um, we have one more segment, the MLC Hot Seat. I think we're going to try and do... We won't go live again just for the sake of time, and it's late. We don't want to hit anyone at 8.30 at night, um, especially on the East Coast. That's 11.30. Um, oh, yeah. So we will do, I always forget that. We will do a take-home quiz again. Remember, guys, we're trying to get rid of this Fist of Gadgets booster box, so continue to uh, submit your stuff, and you're likely going to win something. Yeah, it's open book, man. Use your notes. All right, here we go. Let's get into the MLC hot seat for the week. All right, guys. The MLC hot seat open to all contestants. Uh, all you got to do to participate 
is you download the Anchor app, you listen to our podcast, make sure you favorite it on Anchor, right? So you download the Anchor app, search for the Poke Tower podcast, you favorite it with a star, then you send us a voice message of your answers. You only get a minute to send your answers, by the way, um, when you record a voice message. So here we go this week. Uh, anyone can answer. And this is it. The first question. Name name a promo for the Great Legends pre-release. There were two. Name one. Number two. How many super rare gold foils did we pull on the YouTube live stream last week? You had to tune into our YouTube live stream to get that one. You can still find it on YouTube, by the way. Number three. How many packs came inside of a Yu-Gi-Oh! Booster Pack 10? BPT. Number four. Name the three sets featured in the Devon Core segment in episode 39. So he gave you guys a bunch of singles. Where did those cards come from? Number five. What is Devon's Yu-Gi-Oh! Grail? He shared that information this week. You gotta dig to find it. Now remember, all of this content can be found on the podcast our YouTube live streams or in the Discord. We it's always all drop out there. yeah, we always put the information out there. Now we're not gonna tell you where it came from. That's your job to hunt it down if you have to. Um and then remember all you gotta do is send us a voice message. We'll play it back on the podcast. And if you get three out of the five, you get a pack of Yu-Gi-Oh! until we run out. If you get five for five, you get two packs of Yu-Gi-Oh! And then we'll be on to a new giveaway. Um I think that's it. You got anything? Nope. That's it. There you guys go. So we're looking forward to hearing your guys' um, responses. And remember, uh, you can also participate as much as you want. Okay? If you played last week, it's okay. You can play again. Um, remember, if you're not first, you're last. And sometimes that pays off here. <laughs> that doesn't pay off at the Poke Tower, right? You don't want to be last at the Poke Tower. Yep. Maybe somewhere else on a different Discord, but not here. You want to be first here. All right, guys. That's it for the MLC Hot Seat. We're looking forward to hearing your answers. And uh, that's it. We will see you guys on the YouTube live stream this Thursday. I have no idea what we're going to do. We'll figure it out. And then uh, if we don't see you this Thursday, we'll see you next Wednesday for episode 40 of the Poke Tower podcast. Ooh, tell us what you guys want to see. Snap. Tell us what you guys would like to see on the big episode 4-0. Mm, all right. There you go, guys. We'll see you later. Later.